Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Here's one advancement in the world of gaming technology that, frankly, they could just have back. This new simulator, now available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. And it does exactly what the title says. The game is called PC Building Simulator. And it contains over a thousand computer parts from all the leading manufacturers in virtual form, and the concept of the game is that the player takes over a computer business and has to successfully repair and upgrade computers belonging to make-believe customers to keep the lights of the business on. So basically the game is sitting in front of an already working computer pretending to build computers. (laughs) It's pretend work. (laughs) Where's the one for the lawnmower simulator? (laughs) No kidding. It's almost like watching soccer. I don't know. What do you got... (sighs) I enjoy soccer. I don't really care for gaming that much. I don't think I've ever done that. What's the, played a game? I don't think I ever have. Really? I mean, I played solitaire on the computer. Yeah. But when you were a kid, did you have one of those pong games on your TV? No. <laughs> wow. No. I've seen Ooh. it. Yeah. You know, but I don't think I ever have. Really? That's kind of sad. That isn't is it is kind of sad, actually. Yeah. I'm this yeah. old and have never played a game. <laughs> I'm kind of depressed on a Friday now. Well, I'm glad I got you started off on a high note. Yeah, thanks a lot, Derek. What what else do you have planned for today? (laughs) Well, right now I've got tears planned. This is kind of sad. (laughs) Following the 7 o'clock news, a feeling athletes feel that you, my friend, will never know. That and more coming up on the news at 7 o'clock. Success? (laughs) Is it success? Yeah, kind of. Oh, well. Yeah, kind of. You're right, Cliff. We'll never know that. (laughs) You know, this is kind of sad. What's that? But it is true. What? It's happened in my life. What? Nearly 70% of all of us Mm -hmm. have had to skip some sort of recreational activity that we wanted to enjoy because we just couldn't afford to do it. 70%, Cliff. Really? Something you've always wanted to do recreation-wise. Okay. Has that happened to you? I'm going to have to think about that for a minute. I would have to say that's true. Um, Yeah. Part of it probably is because, you know, the recreation event I was really longing to go for, I could never really afford to go in the first place. Should have taken that into account. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes. You mean it's like, you know, I want to go skiing in the Swiss Alps? Well, you can't afford to go to Switzerland to go skiing. Is that really something you'd like to do? No. Oh. No, I was just throwing that out as an example. You know, I could go skiing at Paoli Peaks. Not the same. Not even close. (laughs) It's the real reason, Cliff. Yeah. The financial burden is why I'm not a bullfighter. I think I can do that. (laughs) I'm pretty quick whenever I'm scared. (laughs) Okay. And I would be scared the entire time. Okay. So, you know, I think I could get out of the way. You'd be quick. Um... What else? I mean, what else makes you think you could be a bullfighter? Well, so I think speed is the speed big is the thing key. you need, yes. I think there are probably two things you are not taking into consideration. Okay. 
Um, the whole thing about the bullfighter is that at some point they're going to have to get their sword out and defend themselves. Your arms really aren't long enough for that. No, I'm not very good with a sword. <laughs> okay, and the other thing is, I don't think you could fit in those little pants they wear. Oh. <laughs> I think you'd be, once you saw what you looked, what was hanging out over the top of those tight little pants, you'd be like, I'm not going out in the ring with that. I the, would, the bull uh, will laugh at me. Uh, well, <laughs> to my advantage. Oh really? You think so? Huh? I would be Mr. Muffin. That's would be that would be my name when I went out to fight the bull. Yeah. And now entering the ring, Mr. Muffin. Look at these pants. <laughs> Learmonth and Georgia Taylor Brown had just completed a world-class triathlon in Tokyo. That's of course one of the most grueling sporting events ever created. And ironically, the weather that day in Tokyo was so hot, approaching 90 degrees, that organizers decided to cut the running portion of the race in half, and there were still several athletes who succumbed to heat stroke and had to be hospitalized. And in the home stretch, after hours of matching one another, swim stroke for swim stroke, pedal for pedal in the bicycling portion, and step for step in the run, Learmonth and Taylor Brown came down to the wire, one and two. And apparently, in the excitement of actually being able to finish an event where others were falling out sick, the two grabbed hands and joyously crossed the finish line together, seemingly forgetting that what they were actually doing was racing. <laughs> as you might expect, there's a problem with that, as race officials called the act a violation of the International Triathlon Union's competition rule 211F, which states, Triathletes must not... Finish in a contrived tie situation where no effort to separate the finish times has been made. And that means they both got disqualified. By the way, playing Good Samaritan during a triathlon is also banned, as there's another rule that says if you stop to physically assist another athlete who's having trouble and you help their forward progress, you too will be thrown out of the race. Just jump over them. <laughs> Let them lay right there. That's exactly right. Maybe use them as a, you know... A, as a kind of a push. Push, yes. You can, like, take a step and vault from them or something. Yeah, yeah. it'd be a little, little soft step right on their stomach. That's Jeez. kind of stupid, Cliff. It, I agree. They ought to just let them yeah. both be the winner and yeah. congratulate them and exactly. go on down the road. You're right. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, Cliff, but exactly. uh, Olive Garden yeah. had an online contest where over 20,000 people entered for a chance mm -hmm. to get to win 50 lifetime pasta passes. Really? A and they sold out everything they had in less than one second. And they're going to let the winners know today if they got selected out of the uh, all the <laughs> entries that they had. It cost you 500 bucks. Okay. And I think yeah. two of the four heart chambers that you have <laughs> if you're the winner of this contest. <laughs> So basically, you you can, anytime you want to, as often as you want to, go into an Olive Garden, whip out the card, yep, bring me a plate of pasta, yep, <laughs> unlimited <laughs> amounts of pasta, yeah, at yeah. Olive Garden for right. fifty, yes. somewhat <laughs> lucky people, somewhat, yes, because <laughs> life expectancy it's, here, it, right, yeah, it d depends upon you know. How lucky you feel having heart disease. <laughs> I think I think some of the winners yep. will be losers by November That's when exactly the old heart right. quits. 
But if that's what you want to do, you go, you go right ahead. You go it's right a free ahead. Country, yeah. You're not a kidding. I've been thinking about this a little bit, Cliff. I What's really that? can't let it go. What are you talking about? The Olive Garden all-you-can-eat lifetime no, pass for that, pasta. That we're still talking about. Yes. That. Well, I can't get you it mean, out of my head. It, as, as exciting as that might sound, I think you'd get tired of it eventually. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it, even yeah. if I had the five hundred dollars to yeah. try to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, yeah. if somebody yeah. locally would do something like that with yeah. bacon, oh, <laughs> have a contest, yeah, where one winner pays X amount of dollars, yeah, and they get a lifetime supply of bacon. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how they'd feel about it, but I'd throw the name Daywig Meats out there. It would be a fun thing because they have, you know, really good bacon. There. Yes. Now you got to restrict really it. Yeah, you can't somebody showing up every other day and getting 10 pounds of bacon. Yes. You got to say like, you know, a pound a week or a half a pound a week or whatever. However you decide where that threshold is, you have to limit that somehow. So much but a month. But still, yeah. you'd be able to just go in. I'd like my supply of bacon. Throw your little card up. Whip out your card. They give you bacon. You could register on their website. Yeah. They would have your name, your email, and then if you were a loser and didn't actually win, they could like supply you with information of sales and special (laughs) things they got going on for the rest of the year. Yeah, because, I mean, it generates names on their mailing list. Yes. And if you win, Uh I mean, they could use your... You could you'd probably part of the the thing about winning is that you you would have to allow them to use your likeness and whatnot, photo, maybe your voice in in a radio ad in in the actual advertising for... I won the Daywig Meats Bacon for a Lifetime contest. Oh, I want to win this so bad right now, and it's not even started. I could be the winner. And then I would love to have, if I won, Cliff, yeah. the, you know, a picture of me the day I won. Yeah. And then five years later. <laughs> if I'm still here. With all the tubes sticking out of your chest and everything. Yes. I was yes. going to say the contest is sponsored by Tri-State Health Partners at Deaconess Hospital. I don't care. I want to win this contest. I'm looking at you, Daywig Meats and Homestart, right now. I'm looking at you. Let's make this happen. Cliff, Yes. this right here is some yes. real bored, rich person nonsense. Okay. Apparently, there's a new trend going around. Perhaps you've heard of it. Yeah. It's called Paul Decures. No, I've not heard of that. Yeah. People are now getting matching nail polish to match the polish that they put <laughs> their on dogs. their dogs. <laughs> And there are brands of nail polish that are safe to put on your pooch. Okay. But I'm just saying. Yeah. How bored do you have to be that your yeah. nails will match the ones that you've for selected your for your dog? Pretty. Pretty that well bored. That is insane yeah. to me. <laughs> but I'm sure yeah. somebody listening probably yeah. is already. Yeah, is already con- contemplating doing it. Yeah. That is. <laughs> I don't have the words for that. The only word I can think of right now, Cliff, yeah. and it's just rolling around in my head, and I yeah. can't get it out okay, of there. So, so what is it? Bacon. I can't get it out of oh, my head that's now. that's right. You're still thinking about the bacon contest. That doesn't exist, I by know. The way. You just speculated on it. Oh, I want bacon. <laughs> We'd win 26-year-old Ariel LaCroix of Fort Myers, Florida, was pulled over by police for failing to stop at a stop sign not long ago. They had no idea, the police did, they had no idea what they were getting into was what they got into. 
In fact, once they saw what they were getting into, Sheriff Deputy side, Sheriff's deputies actually decided to let someone else have it all. Reports say the woman told officers she'd been under a nearby overpass collecting frogs and snakes and just missed the stop sign. But soon, when officers got to looking deeper, they find that while she did have some frogs in her possession, she also had a backpack that contained 43 turtles that were all protected, thus signaling, signaling the need to have the game warden take over the case. But right before that, well, deputies, they just had to ask the question. Just had to ask the question. Is there anything else in the truck we need to know about? It turns out what she had wasn't exactly in the truck because the woman at that point reached down and removed an alligator from her pants. <laughs> Hit or miss. What do you think? 812-682-0520. Yep. Let's hear what you got to say. What do you think, Cliff? Is that a hit or well, is that a miss for it Blake? Had, it had a good beat and it was easy to dance to. <laughs> I think it's going to be a hit. You think so? I don't, I don't, you know, he could fart and it would be a hit. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I hope he doesn't do that. <laughs> and I hope we don't have to play it if he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we may boycott Blake if that's his if next it, release. Yeah. Oh, look at the text messages coming in. Oh. It's It's a hit. It's going to be it. I knew there was something special about today, Cliff. I What's just knew when I got Something special? Time. Yes. There's something special about today? Well, I knew that this was the anniversary of Elvis passing away. I remember that. Yes. But I thought there's something special about this year of mm. him passing. Okay. And I got to doing a little research a few minutes ago, and I realized yep. Yep. that Elvis passed away at the age of 42. Right. And now he's been gone 42 years. Oh, okay. Which is oh. kind of odd. Yeah. That it's been 42 <laughs> years ago. I can't hardly believe well, that. Well, and you know, when when you say that, you, the first thing that pops into my head is that if he were still alive today, he would be 84. Yes. What would an 84-year-old Elvis Presley look like? I think of what kind of music he would have come <laughs> up with. From the age of forty-two, from the forty, until, yes. Until he could just, could he have, I don't, in a, in a sense, reinvented himself? Yes, in much the same way that Johnny Cash did. That's exactly because right. the country music expert says that some of the best music Johnny Cash did was right before he died. Some That's of the right. most meaningful music that he put together was in his later years. So you have to wonder that. And every time I think of Elvis, yeah, the one thing that pops into my head is, <laughs> is how what? this station here, yeah. The entire day played nothing but Elvis Presley songs. Are you serious? I'm serious. I don't ever remember that. That's exactly right. I don't remember that at all. It was, I remember I was at work Yeah. in the summertime, you know, yeah. still in school. Mm -hmm. And all day long, that's all you heard on WRAY. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's something. I should take that to the bank. I have no idea about that. Wow. Out in the theaters right now, a show by the name of Blinded by the Light. In case you didn't know, this is the story of a teenager yeah. who's inspired by the music of Bruce Springsteen. Now, I like Bruce Springsteen. Yes. I mean, I really like Bruce Springsteen. Not so much now as back in the 80s right. when he was putting hit after yes. hit out. But am I the only person in the world who thinks that Bruce sings like he's constipated at all times? <laughs> Think of the songs that he yeah. had big hits with, like... Uh, Born in the USA. 
Yeah. Pink Cadillac. Yeah. Born to Run, right. Tunnel of Love. And, of course, <laughs> the one that sticks out in my mind, yeah. I'm on Fire. Right. That was like a slow oh. kind of a... Uh, it was. I don't necessarily say it was a love song, but it had. It was of love and good or bad. And yeah, it sounded like he was trying to grunt one out the whole time. I'm telling you, Cliff. <laughs> and when you picture that, yeah. him being constipated singing, it changes the entire effect right. of the whole song. Especially if it's a love song. Yes. <laughs> like the first verses. Yeah. Well, the first verse. Yeah. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? <laughs> Did he go away and leave you all alone? <laughs> oh, I got a bad desire. Oh, I'm on fire. Now I want to hear that song. I don't want to hear it at all now. <laughs> no, but now. Cliff, yes. our wonderful listeners never cease to amaze me. Why would the you things say? that they do for us here at Country 98.1. I mean, someone else did something? Yes. I mean, I know that's a, that's a true statement. It is a true statement. Because people have brought us gifts beyond measure, things that we don't ask for, and um, it's just proof that it's so important that the the folks are, are with us. I mean, that's they, they keep showing us that every day. Yes. So, yeah. And we just received a text message yeah. that one of our wonderful listeners, yes. the 1st of September, mm-hmm. when they're off of work, okay. going to drop by and... Bring us bacon jerky because we spoke of bacon earlier this morning. We talked about bacon at length. In fact, the show nearly got derailed because you couldn't think of anything but bacon. I've still got it on my mind, and this text message has reinforced that. Is that bacon jerky? I don't know this to be true, but yeah. I believe that it's true. Okay. Every time you eat a piece of bacon jerky, yeah, an angel gets its wings. We think so. I huh? believe that's true. If, if that's true, that's just so that the angel can fly and move over so that you can have room when you get up there. Mr. Heart Attack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and thought of it that way. A good it's point. Out of, it's out of necessity. <laughs> yes. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. And Cliff picked radio. I did. So we'll start it out like this. Okay. Nice, simple, and short. Alrighty. In 1922, in the United States, mm-hmm. there were 30 radio stations. Yes. Take a guess. How many radio stations, AM and FM, you think there are in the United States right now? Like about uh, 12,000. Very close. Really? Wow. There are 15,000 500 AM and FM stations in the United States. Okay. And about 2,100 low-power FM facilities. Okay. So there's over 17,000 radio stations in the country, from 30 to 17,000. You know, all of this information, which I'm assuming is true because it's featured on Take It to the Bank, is of real no interest to anyone. (laughs) Unless you're in radio. It's interesting to you and me, but the average man on the street, they don't really care. We should have done the Elvis thing. Yeah, we I think you're right, hy- yes. Hyping yes. up, yeah. Well, maybe next year. Yeah. Next year? Yes. You assume we're going to be here next year? Well, <laughs> I'm assuming, yes. <laughs> well, you may not have enjoyed today's program, but I want to invite you right now. Yeah. Right now. Yes. 
please yes. join us Monday morning on the Morning Road Show. Matter of fact, yeah. tell your friends That's and right. your neighbors set and your, some of your relatives. Set your alarm. Yes. So you get up early and you can hear the whole thing. Well, the reason I say that, not that the whole thing's going to be good, Yeah. but there's one segment you're going to have to hear. Cliff is already working <laughs> on it. And this will prove, when you hear it, you'll know what it is. Yeah. You will know, and this will be proof, Cliff Ingram, yeah. our news director, yes. has issues. Why would you say that? Because I've heard what you've been saying and laughing about. <laughs> we'll listen to his issues Monday. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of a day, start with number three. The entire first verse of the Bruce Springsteen song, I'm on fire, but sung as though you're constipated. Thanks for that one. You're welcome. Number two, she removed an alligator from her pants. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, bacon for a lifetime. Coming soon to Daywig Meats. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> We're not promising that by oh, no, no means. No, no, no. no. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.